Hey, what's good, everyone? It is Samir from Beat Final Podcasts. Hope you're all well. Just taking this quick time to uh, make a little shout out to our sponsors. Definitely recommend this one. Check it out. This podcast is sponsored by the Music Producers Guild of New Zealand, Aotearoa. The Music Producers Guild is an advisory service that assists and empowers our music producer industry here in New Zealand. Members get personalized contracts for their music production, free Serato Studio Sample and DJ Pro, access to discounted audio equipment and software, and advice from industry professionals. Buy your plugins through the Music Producers Guild website to help support us all in growing our community. For more information and to sign up as a member, please visit www.mpgnz.co.nz. Huge shout out to the Music Producers Guild of New Zealand for sponsoring Beat Fino. Super, super stoked to be able to share such a positive, positive driving force for New Zealand music on the world stage. Uh, please check them out. Super stoked to be uh, in the guild myself. And I know for a lot of you guys wanting to take their music to the next level, uh, super, super honored to have this opportunity to be around the industry professionals and uh, soak up all the benefits. Back to here to the podcast. Thank you so much all for uh, hanging in and enjoying this testimony so far. Feel free to uh, pop a little message in to our page. Let us know how you've enjoyed this podcast. And stay tuned for more B-Fino episodes. But here, back to the podcast. Here on B-Fino Podcasts. Sweet. Welcome everyone to B-Fino Podcasts. And this week we have Scissor Hands. What's good, my man? What's up, bro? What's up? What's oh, good? So blessed to have you with us, my bro. Oh, cheers for having me on, bro. Yeah. No, oh, it's it's so cool. Every every single episode is like for me, it's like another day of FIFA. You know, like it's still happening. It's did, did you see the podcast pop up so far? Or is it sort of just kind of like creeping up on you, sort of thing? Oh no, it was just like because um when when you hit me up, I was just like I was like oh yo like just keen bro i'm always yeah. keen to like jump on this sort of thing and help brothers out with their thing and yeah cope up yeah. Parade, like a real sort yeah, of bro. family final. yeah bro. that's why i call that's why i call it b final and um i mean we were just talking before about um their p money workshop that was so good eh? oh that was really cool man like he's he's such a humble dude and so cool and he's been through a lot in this industry and he's done really well for himself so you know it's like to, to sit down in that workshop and just hear from the bro himself and looking at those sessions you know the um oh i hear the project like, <laughs> and that like the one thing that i took from that too is like i took that for me to realize like man i'm over i'm overcomplicating yeah. my stuff at times you know it's like it's all about feeling just go with the feeling and just just do it instead of yeah, instead of like thinking man. too much about the technicality <laughs> of things i was like i was like when he did start saying oh yeah we'll do the plugins i was like oh let's go but then i realized oh let's go just the, the fine simple things you know that doesn't have to be all like what i would do is like hoarding plugins left right center it was just those those ones that work and you just gotta work with what works you know yeah keep keep things subtle and it's like even you know like doing the um how he did the backing vocals like i generally like record like maybe four takes and then like have one in the middle and then one left and rights and then like do like punch-ins and they get pretty you know can get pretty technical but like with his one it's just like two the main vocal one the one take main vocals and then like some backing vocals coming straight down the middle as well and it worked so it's like yeah don't always have to go hard out (laughs) i think the highlight for everyone was hearing savage like isolated (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
It's like it sounds like, like I've <laughs> never, I've never really. I have met Savage once, but like not as like a he. Yeah, you know, yeah. I couldn't call him or nothing, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like he just crosses me as a bit of a clown, and it's like you know. And then, <laughs> yeah. then when l- listening back to that session, it's like this dude is a clown. Like he's just playing around. Great. <laughs> yeah, the best part was they eh? like we got to take the go like oh this is like full frequencies like no EQ needed. <laughs> So cool. yeah, yeah, but um, no, nah, no, nah, nah, it's the very, but um, I was actually really cool just in general, like even getting to meet everyone because eh? that was the first time I met kids like um, probably uh, Dares Grim, just like kids who I've always seen pop up on Facebook. I was like, never yeah. put the fake yeah, and this so was finally catch up, um, yeah, and, and I get to meet you because it's like we did, um, oh, yeah, and then and then it's like. Oh, that's the like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, it was good to meet you, bro. And you know, it's like, and it was cool because I've known Diaz. I was on Diaz Grimm's basketball team for a minute as well. Like we were like in this like basketball team together, and like I was always checking out his shit. We knew each other just through music and all that sort of stuff as well. But then it's like on that day, like actually hanging with him and shit. And then I've had him out in here in the studio too since that too. So it's like you know, going to things like that. It's always like yeah, refreshing. it's always beneficial just to get on a personal level with everyone as well. Yeah, man. Like that was actually my first time around here. And um, oh, just such a like. I guess you when you walk in for someone like me for the first time there, it's like you really have to be like the the people that have walked in this building. Yeah, it's, it's such an honor, you know. And um, oh, bro, bro, because it's kind of like Kanye's recorded there when he came here. Um, just Blaze, and then you've got like all the New Zealand royalty that go in there and still record to this day. And it's like, you know. Like you said, yeah. it's just the, the royalty that head that goes into that building is is crazy. Yeah, that's it, bro. Like um, the moment I saw this whole thing come up for like producer series, I said, "Oh, I'm just gonna try my luck," you know. And I think that's where a lot of like people be as well. Like when I realized, oh, this isn't like a thing where everyone's like there were people from all different walks. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Oh, that's solid, my bro. But um, yeah. So you're based in Auckland. So have you been Tell us a bit about the sort of upbringing. Have you, like, did you grow up in Auckland or what's the sort of story, my bro? Yeah, um, born and raised in Auckland, bro. Uh, grew up in Avondale. This is where, you know, where it's always, always popping off. Um, yeah, grew up in, grew up in Avondale. Moved out to Avondale when I bought my first house at 21. Lived in Henderson. Um, I'm a, I'm a panel beater by trade. So I was like, you know, I was always just like a hard worker sort of cat. And then, um, 2016, I was like, "Fuck this shit! I'm just gonna try to do music," um, which is which has been a really interesting journey. But yeah, always been in Auckland, bro. Never, right. never will leave Auckland. I live way, way out west now. I live out like wine country, which is nice. It's like wow. nice being away from the city, but it's oh, still close <laughs> enough. You know, I'm still like 25 minutes away from 25 minutes away from the inner city if I need to head in. That's it. That's it. Nah, hard up. Like, cause uh, I, I get my bearings of Auckland, cause even though I was a I grew up there, like mostly, like I was born there and then my dad lives there. So I was going every school holidays. And so like, what's funny is like, I'll, I'll catch up with kids in Auckland and we're driving. And like, I'll, I'll know that because I'm, my dad was a plumber, we always used to go plumbing routes every single day. And so I actually know the roads really well, even though I don't live there. And so we always just crack up like, like, I'm, like with the music cast, we're driving in the car and like, <laughs> it's like, 
them so it's like you live here I'm like ah oh, yeah 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 kind of you know it's just yeah, when you're yeah, young yeah. all of it when you're young your brain just it uh, sponges it all you know yeah i'm a little bit like that with wellington because it's like my mum moved down to wellington when uh when i was 13 and it was like you know i was down there every school holidays and stuff driving around and whatever my brother lives down there now so it's like i can get around wellington pretty well yeah oh. You know, not not to the level that I know like all the street names and suburbs. Oh like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I can drive around and like get lost and then find my way pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Wellington's so- not huge either, too, though. Like Auckland, mm. Auckland can get pretty nuts. But I can go down to East Auckland and get lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's the one where like if you go down the the one road you like you can't go back. In. Oh yeah, like those big motorways. But but yeah, man, like the blessing I think for me was having my dad in Auckland, eh, bro? Because that that meant even though I wasn't necessarily like um, always around all the music cats I wanted to at Pabi, I had a great mix of being going to catch up with them in Auckland and then being able to come back and sort of almost share the energy, eh? Like share yeah. the testimony and um yeah and i think like i get a little bit like that like um going to america and then coming back it's yeah. like you go over there bro and those dudes work hard like hard like we have no idea how hard people work until you like witness how hard those music cats over there do it you know and it's like mm. they're on their grind 24 7 they wake up and they fall asleep and it's like this motherfuckers work while they sleep almost you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and and there's i think that, that comes with like just the the idea of there's so many people over there doing it so it's like to, to get in to do the crab that gets out of the bucket as such is like yeah. is really really hard so they've got to work harder than everyone else and then it's like when i come back home i'm always like <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah let's, let's do that let's do that so yeah. I'm, I'm definitely overdue another one of those trips just to just to help to get that know, energy yeah, myself yeah. up again yeah it's, it's almost yeah. contagious eh? because you like you kind of feel it and then because you feel it it's not like something you resist you're just like oh yeah i'm part of us now <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like you know and they, there's definitely like some fun around it as well like they work hard but they and it's like they're they're always so amped up them like the people i've dealt with over there there's always so amped up about what they're doing that that you sort of just go yeah like (laughs) it's really it's really cool you know um but yeah you know the it's funny because like worldwide we think of like you know family guy and like we think of americans as lazy but it's like they're they're the most least lazy people there are yeah they work hard because they have to too it's it's hard to get by over there yeah exactly like it's certainly like and it's, i think it's almost like a more extreme than new zealand in terms of like if you were say trying to like play the game of social media like where you, where you actually see the grind i guess it's a whole lot more humbling of like hey like like you said there's a lot of people trying to do that for you yeah bro yeah. Uh, the thing is like i think there's a lot of people here that could benefit from that too mm. um be makers rappers like there's a lot of people here that could definitely benefit from going over once every two years just to like just to witness it hang out with some of those dudes and you know it's crazy yeah 100 percent. but yeah um sort of like moving on to sort of like the the sort of roots of how you got into music my bro like sure sure shared a story when you were a kid sort of like when you first hit music and um yeah what were you listening to my bro um oh bro it's like I mean, there was always music in the household. My mum was always into into music, everything from like la 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 bamba to Michael Jackson, Jackson Five, um, Aretha Franklin. Like, there was, you know, just always music in the house, bro. Queen, Queen was like a big thing in our house. Um, 
and and Elton John, weirdly enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's just always music around. Uh, and then um, when I was a bit younger, like did piano lessons and you know did all the standard stuff, and then didn't like it, and then started as a drummer when I hit um, intermediate. Parents bought me a drum kit, uh, and then you know I, I I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't it wasn't the drug for me. Yeah. Um, and then when I hit high school, I was like, man, I really, really, really want to get some turntables because it was like, you know, at that point it was like Mix Master Mike and the Beastie Boys, um, Run DMC, Jason Evans had just come out. So I was breakdancing at that point because that was like the cool thing to do. Yes. Um, on top of that, like, yeah, our major flavors came out. So that was like a big catalyst at that point in time. I was like, wow. And then, you know, and then P Money came out with big things. And then he won the, um, I came third at the World DMCs. And that I, th- I remember seeing like that on TV. And then when you bought the big thing CD, you'd put it in and it had his set on there. So I was like, wow. at that point I was addicted. I was like, it's like, man, just more hip hop, more hip hop. Like, what yeah, is this? It's know? a magic, and, eh? Like, what's this yeah. magic? <laughs> and it was, and it was, it was the combo of like a lot of things happening at that time and break dancing. Um, I mean, my earliest, my earliest memory of like, I mean, because there was hip hop on the radio and stuff, and the likes of like, I don't know, like, Vanilla Ice, and fucking Hammer, like, you know, yeah. during the nineties. But it was like, I think it was ninety six or ninety seven when um, Chains came out. My dad had like this compilation album, and Chains DLT Shafu was oh, on it. Yeah, and I remember just wow. being like, "Whoa, what's this?" Like, because nothing at that time in time, I'd never heard anything like it. And then. Um, my my sister, um, when she was in high school, was dating this um, dating this dude, and he had like a whole stack of CDs, um, and it was like everything from like Wu Tang to like West Side Connection, like had all of it, bro. It was like East Coast, West Coast, <laughs> Bay Area, shit. like he just had this big CD stack or like big stack. wallet. I think, and I remember just like going through that for hours and being like, yo, because you couldn't hear that on radio i think and then at that point like 2001 came out and yes. it was on the radio um eminem was all over the radio but then there was like this underlying shit of of earlier 90s stuff that he had um doggy style and that that i was like fuck this is insane like i just fell in love bro and then wow. um 17 years old i could afford some turntables and then yeah. then rest is history bro i became yeah. an addict for buying vinyl and um then yeah yeah, 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 that's the funny <laughs> one. Eh? We're adding the funny vibe. Like, I got a couple of mates who have just jumped ship and um into doing that because a lot of us younger kids, obviously, it's not the first direct thing we have to do now, you know. Um, yeah. But you know, you get those people that just fall in love with sort of either the roots and the legacy. Uh, but even just that sort of idea of something like you can collect they physically, like uh, uh, kind of like seeing it in front of you is more like a yeah, yeah, you know. Oh, totally, because I mean, I came from a, like I used to. Have, get my because i was working at a gas station you know it's like doing my doing my part-time job and doing the paper run too just to like muscle up some money so i could go to the cd store and like buy cds and it's like they became addicting bro it's like man what can i get this week and then i remember at one point like they never had anything i wanted in the cd store so i would like i'd be like ordering stuff from from the states at twice the price because i was just like i need like i need yeah, that, I, need that yeah, album. Yeah. I heard this shit on major flavors like yeah, yeah, yeah. have we got this and then the cool thing was like you had like i think the limewire was the yeah, thing man. So, like yeah. you'd you download the song you liked and then you'd be like and it would say what the album was so you'd be like cool then you go to the cd store and you'd be like i need to order this album yeah um, but yeah and then um, and when I started DJing, bro, like Serato, I think Serato just 
started becoming a thing but it wasn't like a well-known thing at that point so you were either like a cdj dj yes or a vinyl dj yeah um, it wasn't really serato yeah yeah no. yeah so i was like mm. what route did i want to go man i want to learn how to scratch and shit and it's like and hit, all the hip-hop djs i saw were all using vinyl so i was like man i need to learn how to use that shit so you know then then i end up rebuying a lot of my own music that i already own on vinyl and it's like because i teach bro because i teach djing as well it's quite funny mm. like yeah i always <laughs> find it hilarious when students are like oh i don't want to pay for all these tracks because they're two dollars two dollars fifty or three dollars each oh, all right it all, it all adds up it's like bro we were paying 25 dollars for a one yeah, song just because you have to cut the whole album just to get the one song this one song <laughs> this one song you know the bonus is that like the cool the coolest thing about it in my opinion is that you always got like so i got the extended street version the acapella the instrumental and a radio version so it's like you buy one song you've yeah. got the radio version you've got the yeah it's like it's all right there it's all about the song yeah yeah it's almost like yeah. a devotion to yeah like i guess a lot of it comes down to as well um like the artists you know they know they need to fill it up the and and what a cool thing because um even though it's still done now you know, it's more like you have to steal the like, acapellas or instruments. You have to yeah, start, like, DIY acapellas yeah, 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 that sound real bad. Like, <laughs> it's like, like man, the, it's almost like Back to the Future. You have to go back to kind of get the yeah. real thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, that's the thing. That's like studio. Like artists don't they don't put out acapellas like they used to. And it's like, you know, as a DJ, that was the fun shit. It was like, you know, doing the the live blends of like the acapella of some ever beat and it's like chopping beats underneath and stuff. Yeah. And it's like that you know and it's like there's something that even to this day um with my djing style like i do that a lot to this day because it's like that's just fun for me you know it's like yeah. it's about live live remixing sort of stuff live in front of people and um some people appreciate it some people don't but at the end of the day as long as i'm having fun you love it, it yeah and you know yeah. what you're doing it's like yeah oh, it's fun <laughs> yeah yeah no 100 yeah, no that's so cool um yeah so like kind of covering on from the journey um yeah, so, you, so kind of done, I, I, I believe you've actually done quite a few cool little things, like your fingers and holes, like um, actually, so you had the opportunity of teaching DJing, yeah? Like, tell us a bit about that, my man. Yeah, bro, so um, when I quit my job, um, there was a position opened up to, well, actually, take one step back. I was, um, a position opened up at Mainz to do the nighttime DJ courses, like introductory to DJing. Um, and so I'd like leave my job at, I don't know, like 4.35 and then head straight straight into to mains and i'll just be there um teaching until 9 9 30 at night and then that was just my life for a while you know it was like, i was like it was real cool because i was like man i'm getting paid to like teach people as a dj because i always yeah. i always appreciated um teaching it because when i taught it i realized i got better because i was like it, i was getting better myself by teaching other people and understanding my own art form better by teaching That's other it. people as well as like just the joy of seeing people's faces light up and then mm. when i did quit my job there was a position opened up to like do daytime stuff so i started doing that and then now i'm doing um so it's like over the last few years it's progressed and now i'm the program leader for that for that program wow. which is cool um and then i was doing a thing with burger fuel um where I convinced them, I don't know how, but I convinced them to spend a lot of money to set up like yeah. this, this DJ school thing. Um, and and we was doing it, man, and it was real, real cool, but COVID came along and it sort of like put a cap on a lot of that sort of stuff um, happening, but I'm hoping it starts back up soon. And then, yeah, and then doing like content curation for Burger Fuel as well, which is cool. Um, yeah. 
So I was doing those the thing that you joined in on. Yeah, yeah. Down. Amazing. Doing burger runs, doing a whole bunch of other little bits and pieces. Um, and oh, what else did I do, bro? Yeah, just lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah, so much stuff. stuff. And you forget about like how many things like just imagine all the gigs uh, yeah. i even remember seeing the bro mike p from woodville he was part of the cool little um i think it was when we were stuck on but like everyone was ch- chiming in on the like the online sort of like oh the online <laughs> stretch <laughs> challenge thing yeah yeah past the battle yeah that was cool. yeah. yeah 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 so that was real cool i can't remember who hit me up to do that i think it was it might have been oh jesus cut jesus cut hit me up and he asked me if i want to do it i was like i was like yeah man i'll jump on this it was like a bit of fun um and I want to see, like, you know, I want to see more of that fun sort of stuff happening because it's just like, it does take yeah. you a little bit of time to put it together, but it's like, you know, Worth it, eh? in the sense, in the sense of a DJ community amongst scratch heads and stuff, like, it's just a fun thing for us to do, and also like, it's, it always helps showcase that, like, hey, there's this side to DJing too, like, there's wow. us geeks, us geeks, yeah. you know, like, because scratch, well, scratch this, bro. We're, we're nerds, like, we're nerds. <laughs> yeah, 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 fully immersed. Like, I, I remember the first time I ever kind of got the hand on on, um, even just trying it out was, uh, I was in Auckland with dad at the time. I must have been around intermediate age, and somehow or via Facebook, it pops up with this thing um, where their kids can, and so that would have been one of the DJs there. I forgot the name. It was either DJ Spence or another DJ but they were having like a little kind of DJ workshop where everyone could come in instead of just the kids at kids camp and so yeah. I come along and and I, I get fully immersed getting to meet these kids stuff like what about dreaming my whole life of meeting one day and, and what was cool is like there were people who I didn't realize I was meeting at the time later on I'd realize who I had met um kids like DJ Reminis and all that and yeah. it, was, it was a oh, lot of there was up a camp those canteen jams yeah yeah because canteen was, yeah yeah who was the guy spence was, used to run yeah those. it was dj spence yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But what was cool is like the people i met i i now can like look back that was like an amazing memory because like some of those people i sort of just saw like aaron simpson was doing all these djs coming in i remember watching that after school um and and it's just little things like that where you can kind of like realize wow like I convinced dad to let me go to that like first off you know because my dad was kind of we were growing up my dad's muslim and so there was that kind of thing where like music in general was almost just like oh yeah, yeah just make sure you're on the right side of it yeah but, but like, yeah, yeah bro like the hustle the hustle with dad my whole life has been such a blessing because it's like it kept me hungry man like man like i just had to find that that route you know and um, yeah, yeah yeah just the people you meet man like so so it's on that topic yeah like sort of like people you've met along the way gigs you've been able to play it and stuff like what's some ones that just come to mind my bro um it's funny because like i was talking to someone about it a little while ago it's like what's your some your most memorable gigs and it's like i've done i've done some like you know obviously competing in america is one like <sighs> and then doing a tour in um in indiana 2017 that was like you know some cool moments in that and then um uh you know like ladida when i ladida festival 2012 um i was on like main stage with bo jeffries just like just before de la soul came on so there's like six thousand people waiting to see de la and i, <laughs> yeah. I remember just rocking that shit and being like fuck yeah we killed that shit um yeah. and we had people bro we had people come up to us like the next day even at the festival and, like dude you guys were like the best shit last night it's like bro de la played after us yeah, like, yeah, bro, yeah you guys yeah. were better than de la and we're like 
oh, done over, it's de la soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you know, it's like there, there was, there was a memorable, like there's heaps of gigs, but like some of the most memorable things for me is not so much the gigs, it's like the moments. It's like the moments That's backstage it. with homies, meeting certain people, like, yeah, you know, exactly. Northern Base uh, last, uh, last run. Um, you know, like, I met Jazzy Jeff and Jazzy Jeff's crew, and then the next minute, like the next day, I'm like hanging out with them going beach and shit. Yeah. So, Jazzy Jeff's legend, bro. And it's like, you know, and shout out to Zimmy as well. Like, Zimmy's a fucking bad boy DJ from the States, and it's like, you know, we're just all hanging out. And it's like, it's those moments for me are more memorable. Um, of course, yes. The other ones, like Sid Wilson from Slipknot, like, the second he landed in the country, he like texts me, he's like, oh, hey, let's hang out. It's Sid from Slipknot. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, look you, at my phone that morning and be like, yeah, how do you, hey, <laughs> hey, how's this guy even know who I am? Um, yeah. yeah. And then it's like, so next minute we're hanging out with Slipknot. And then because uh, Redman and Mifferman were in town and Sid knows Red, uh, Mifferman. Next minute we're like hanging out with Redman and Mifferman. I'm just like, <laughs> this isn't hat. You know, it's yeah, like, but the thing is, like, out of anything, the mm. gigs are memorable, but it's yeah. like the moment, That's the moments it. like that are way more, uh, like, Oh, 100%. Way better memories for me. Yeah, like, almost like just the doorway to them, those memories, eh? Like those, yeah. like the whole gig. So yeah, yeah, it's quite amazing. Um, the same for me, bro. Like just the humble tricks to Auckland, and uh, yeah, just just somehow in the like the slightest moment of luck meets kind of destiny, you realize, whoa, I I I I got to meet these kids, especially kids like T1R, who was like one of the main guys that introduced me to everyone. Yeah, um, yeah. More importantly, Montel, because we were hanging out, producer Facebook groups back when we were intermediate. And so it was also like, oh, you, you got the plug. You yeah. Got the, oh, you, got, you know, it's like small world when you don't expect to see them. Producer but then, groups and intermediate, like, you know? that to me sounds like nuts. Because I remember, like, when I was an intermediate, bro, I, like, no one was producing fucking jack shit back then. It was like, <laughs> to, you know, our computers weren't, weren't able to begin yeah. with. And you had to own an MPC or something. And it was like, yeah, NPCs like were expensive. None of us could afford their shit. Like, yeah, yeah, like no one was a producer back then. But it's like it seems to me Everyone now. Was it's like, a remixer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like your era was like remixes, eh? Oh, bro, it's just yeah. it's just crazy. It's like, and then if you heard someone was a DJ, you're like, oh, yo, that's cool because like their dad was already a DJ. That's the only reason they've got the DJ yeah. at home. Like, <laughs> you know. Whereas like now, like for 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 next to nothing, you can like have a mean setup and like have heaps of. You know, you'd be able to make shit for like next to nothing now. It's like it's, it's it's a different world, but it's cool because it's like it's led to guys like T1 and and yeah, Montel yeah. and yourself, and um, you know, there's like I think of like Soul Action, the label Soul Action. Like there's a whole bunch of pretty young dudes, and they make yeah. some fire, bro. You know, it's like and they've been they've been doing the same thing since they was like little ass kids. Yeah, yeah, sort of like the rich lineage of like I guess. Being able to walk in the blessing with this technology rather than just like have it but like properly use it i guess is the takeaway yeah 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 hard up because it's, it's it's almost like the red pill blue pill where like you got all the stuff in front of you but like the question is how do you like best utilize it um like and, and like what's your sort of yeah attitude towards it all like man like to know the sort of grind you'd have to go to back there you'd almost be crazy not oh, to be going hard now like you know? i said man it's like no like i was Cause I was a drummer back then, and it's like we didn't have we. I didn't know single. You know, we were in the school band, and it's like none of us 
had a computer to make beats on like we, we had like a family computer in the living room you know and it's like windows 95 and you play, yeah. doom, you play doom 95 on that shit and that's about it you know it's like i think like our we had a thing called icq so icq was like messenger i guess oh it's like well. icq was like the classic you know it's like and it was real like everything was super wow. basic compared yeah. to now bro like now we walk around with like supercomputers in our back pocket and it's yeah. like it makes me feel old now like think <laughs> no like talking about this is like Genuine. holy shit like yeah, yeah. does make me feel old but in a it, cool it was way, what yeah. it was bro exactly like oh man in a cool way um because speaking of that bro like obviously i'm not i'm kind of the other side of the spectrum on 23 so the the when i talk about my old days it was all like c4 and that that's sort of like the intro to my music was seeing that as well as um general lee's even ministry of sound and that was my yeah. whole intro to it but like what's even cool is like you can see even that's taken a shift from where it was more um people had radio and that was such a staple now yeah. everyone kind of like chucks the radio out because they just have their own radios like their spot playlists are like the new radios which is crazy but that's the way it is yeah 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 totally which is really really cool mm. but it makes it, it definitely makes it harder as DJ as a dj in ways too because things like you know i remember when i first started djing like um spotify didn't I, it probably existed i i don't remember it, ever it wasn't existed. wasn't big i remember when it started nah, it wasn't i big. can't even remember when it started i'm not sure even mm. when it started i remember like when i first started djing like youtube had just come out and like yeah. youtube videos there's nothing useful on youtube it was just like random, <laughs> random. random ass shit like people random. just like posting up like a video <laughs> of the house and like a video of like a fucking tiger like attacking a monkey or some yeah. shit oh they must like the top videos they like what is the animal right. yeah, i remember like yeah and it's just it's, it's funny to think back as to what things were but you know but as a dj like the coolest thing was is that because you're at the record store every goddamn week like you had the you had the newest fire that week anyway and you used to get these things called um like crate savers and it was like crate savers would have like like six of the banging songs yeah, get out of jail so you just chuck on you yeah <laughs> yeah six banging songs on like three banging songs on each side so it's like so it's like you're like you're cool i've got the hottest shit i've got the coolest shit and then there's like you know you dig through the crates to find some slightly more obscure yeah. still stuff but but like now with that whole Spotify culture, like everyone, everyone's a music genius, and it's like it's hard for DJs to even keep up with like what's cool because we're not we're oh, not the people bro. look people look to for the cool shit anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like they just want you to hit like be like, yo, just play. <laughs> yeah, play this. It's just funny. You almost like part of your DJ, like the, like the actual yeah thing we're here for is really um almost to yeah be that sort of like hey you know here's something different because yeah. i mean if you're just gonna play the same bit what's the difference between like let's be real we got things like serato pyro now where it's like okay <laughs> you hey, come hey, out yeah, with yeah. us you know so i, I totally 100 percent agree with you bro it's, it's funny like... jersey jeff did like there was a video a while ago of jeff talking about how like because when serato pyro came out like people were like oh no you know this is gonna <laughs> yeah. be bad because like clubs will start using pyro and it's like no i don't think so because it's like as a dj like you still got like a human element that a computer can't do and reading Ah. a crowd like reading a crowd's like what you do as a dj then it's like no computer can read a crowd well yet anyway 100 (laughs) percent. i like most of my dj sets involve you know those little you know little mini train with i wouldn't call them train with but they they little things where you're like oh yeah that that will let the the crowd know it's real you know that pyro can't scratch bro 
it's it's trying to uh, not, not at least for now but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is like even then it's like even if they put some algorithms in it for it to like do scratch blends and stuff like that's cool but it's like the thing is with things like scratching like the way i scratch is way different than the my bro yep. like has a cut like we all have our own style and flow and and just the way we do things so it's like yeah. Ah, bro, artistic right there, and now nah, I'm really excited to get into scratching myself more, brother. It's something I've never, you know. To be honest, um, yeah, it's just one of those things now that you sort of, you actually really have to be an A. Like it's 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 a more of a devotion now, purely based on the fact that's not so much more rare or less people doing it. It's more just a getting the gear together. Um, yeah. Whilst it's, having all these options, either eh, like, it's like it's got it's got like scratching's got even in the 15 years I've been DJing, the the level of like the technicality and the musicality and the understanding of 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 it is like gone up. Mm. But it's like in the general public, they have no idea how mm. like even even the general DJ doesn't realize how geeky yeah. this shit. Like it gets really geeky, bro, like insanely geeky, and it's like. You know, I'm on like a good level, but then there's yeah, dudes that know. are just like <laughs> insane, bro. Like <laughs> absolutely nuts. But um, but yeah, you know, and I think like as a, as a thing, it's going to continue to grow. But as like when it comes to like just DJing for people, like you've got to, I always incorporate it, but I like you got to dumb it down a bit so that way it's like people can understand, like people can sort of understand. That's you know, the thing, yeah, it's almost like finding those I call them pockets with all sorts of things in life. Hey, those yeah. little pockets, so you, you get them on your side, do you still sort of make sense of things a bit. Bam, once once there's yeah. sort of like that appreciation, you can kind of really show, yeah. hey, this is who I am. You know, this is what yeah, you can totally. see. No, it's it's and exciting. It, it's bro. like um the yeah hmm. yeah no nah, exactly bro but that's 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 so cool but um yeah kind of moving on from that and heading more into sort of uh i guess for people tuning in uh really keen to sort of hear a bit more of like getting into music whether it's dance uh beat making vocalist all all the areas really um yeah sort of like things that have helped you along the way anything that comes to mind or even just yeah little tips or encouragement there my bro um i think i mean going and getting an education is somewhere like means i'm not like i'm not getting paid to say that but it it definitely helps um fast track certain part you know it it does help fast track because it's like you're forced to like learn certain things um but you know you don't have to do stuff like that like but one of the best things i think is to find someone who um can dedicate a bit of time to like giving you advice and like you know you send them something and then they give you like feedback and stuff like that but if you can if you can find someone who's good at what they do and can has that time for you to be able to do stuff like that i think that's really good um it's like i've read in like um the tower of Wu. it's like rizza from wu-tang that is this book and it's like there's one thing out of that he said is like you've got to surrender to a master um in order to learn something and it's like it's, it's sort of cool it's like but the one thing I like about that is like, you know, you've got to you've got to give up your whole idea and ego of what you think you know and like actually just go in with a clean slate mind and take in information from people. And he's like even going to those um roundhead studio sessions and stuff, you know, like stuff like that's so like such a big benefit. It's good. And then there's tons of YouTube tutorials and stuff like that for, for anything, scratching, DJing, whatever. But you know if if you can talk to the right person so that way they can say hey go yeah. focus on this thing first and then 
get good at that then focus on the next thing so it's like it's about like those steps you know instead of yeah you know it's like youtube tutorials you can go through it all day but not learn anything because there's like so much on there so yep. you gotta show focus on one thing at a time that's it bro and 100 i agree on um things like for me i was trying to learn piano lessons on youtube didn't work because well for me i needed was that ability to not have any latency at all when something hit my mind to get clarification you know i'm putting a comment i'm gonna have to wait for a reply right there but i, yeah. I go on google i try to explain myself i don't know the words i'm there in front of a piano with a music teacher in the actual room itself and, and i could be like hey bam i just played this oh but i'll be wondering about this bam she could come and be like cool you're actually on the right track it was just this and then yeah, like, yeah, i yeah. just started these piano lessons last year and man that's the best investment i've made hands down um, yeah, for me. it's thanks. like um, it's the missing piece of the puzzle for me when production to be honest like i've just had to do everything except like be able to get the stuff on my head i've been you know makeshift chords makeshift melodies yeah just to kind of practice everything else and it's like um yeah i fully agree bro like getting to find that person they can come down your level as well and find like you said find their time um so powerful and even like you said mains it's about those little things you forget like you're actually in the environment like being in an actual place dedicated towards this your whole mind yeah. subconsciously you don't even realize the human body is creating a whole lot of new things just because you're in that place you know yeah and the thing is like being in somewhere like that um is you know it's also about like everyone around you's learning too and it's like they might pick up on something and it's like you're just surrounded by it all the time and people are learning so you might pick up on something that they don't pick up on they'll pick up something that you don't pick up on then when you like you know when when your team together to do something it's like you teach each other and it's yeah. just like and then and also it's like i see there's like montel um t1r they all came through mains um and this isn't an advertisement for mains by no, the way no, i'm just no. saying like you go to sae it doesn't matter it, that yeah. doesn't matter it's just just get basically get around the right people um you know i never i never educated myself but the thing is i've been learning a lot by teaching at mains yeah. as a dj and like been learning a lot more about like the production side of stuff from just being in the building and then um and then i've got like my bro who um who's been really helpful for me bro jeffrey's like teaching me heaps on the production type of stuff and just i think the thing is just surround yourself with people who are willing to like work and and mm. learn and teach and you know and it's one of those things too is like if you find someone who's really good at one thing but you're good at another thing like team up with that person because the thing is you teach each other right like oh man you got come out amazing you know skills that you might have never even gone to the end but um one thing i like about you said there is that ideas like for me even just a little bit of like caught it all with people who wanting to get in um it's not only does it solidify i did some um workshops at my old boys high school um it was really cool to have so many of them teach me things and they weren't like necessarily telling me oh hey this is how you do that they were just show me what they're doing and they didn't even like mean to but they were teaching me what they were doing yeah. and i was just like hey you know the best thing about a, being a teacher is being able to like learn while you teach bro it's like i learn at it like i learn every day bro it's like students mm. will show me something and i'm like you know like for example like i have one student who's a rapper and he's like I was like showing him scratch patterns and stuff then i came back around the booth and he was doing this one pattern and he's like oh because when i wrap this thing i put these syllables together and the way i rap like i tried to make it sound like the way i rap i'm like that's what it is and but the thing is like the way he put these three scratches to give it in a pattern i was like fucking never i never thought of doing that shit you know it's like yeah. straight away i was like <laughs> i was like all right that's really cool i'm taking that 
yeah. um, but you know and it's like bro you, like you can learn something from people you didn't realize you could learn stuff ah. from so it's always it's always good to keep open mind but yeah. the um and then you run on the production tip bro so i remember the first like couple of times i went to brown to the bro bo's place to like show him some beats i've made and stuff and then um he'd be like oh how did you do that and then i'd like show him something i did on machine or whatever and he'd be like never thought of doing that I didn't know machine did that <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and it's like so it's like me as as a beginner at that yeah, point like i'm still I'm, a beginner but it's like <laughs> it was like me as a, like a mad beginner at that point was teaching him something and he'd been making beats for years already so it was like that's yeah, cool this is what that's, it is. nah hard bro hard bro but nah man they, i think that's such a cool um yeah journey we've just had sharing people yeah sort of the testimonies there and um how things can just happen eh? like that bro the testimony on its own where you just leave the job and then like things kind of fall into place when you kind of yeah. keep an open mind day eh? like for even for me bro like my mahi now and um yeah where i'm headed it's it's amazing i think when you have even that slightest bit of faith and then you just see things you would have otherwise not seen am i right bro yeah yeah totally and it's like i think it's it's always important like if you're gonna make a big drastic decision like that just like tell everyone around you like hey i'm just done this and you'll yeah. you'll have a, yeah you'll have a lot of people be like oh you idiot <laughs> but the thing is like that just takes like one person like for example like because cxl was leaving mains and that's why uh, the thing opened up and he heard i just quit my job and he's like it's like bro but you know it's like going, had i not yeah. had i not gone and like told everybody that like hey i'm quitting my job I've yeah he wouldn't have told you <laughs> that, that wouldn't happen you know it's like, yeah, like, so i think you've got to be you've got to be a little vocal about your intentions at all times and regardless of like what people are going to think about your ideas but yeah you gotta be a little vocal it. about it yeah it's, it's, that's it bro oh man that's, that's probably the, one of the biggest gems we've had on the podcast thus far um because i've noticed that <laughs> but i'll just tell people hey i'm looking into this like hey or like i would have just done something so hey i'm done this and as a result like because people know where you are in life they sort of know like where because they'll know where they are in life and you kind of get this mutual thing of hey this is things happening hey go here yeah and then it's like they might turn around and be like oh oh i've got this guy who wants to do this <laughs> You might, you know, you might be able to, there might be some work for you or there might be that, you know, it's like, it's just always just like, fuck, just let everyone know what's going on. I mean, there's certain details that you've got to keep under wraps, you know, like I'm working with a couple of companies at the moment on something that I'm not allowed to say anything about. It's like, I want to tell the world, but hopefully it really, really pops off, but that's it bro nah well congrats on that my man and and i got similar things on my side of the tent, so it's, it's exciting bro so um i think for everyone tuning in it's just that yeah being able to hear this testimony my bro hear the little little nuggets there uh because you know we we like like i said even without the people we've had on the podcast it all just it's a big melting pot for new zealand to know that because it's like a big world out there man like there's enough room for everyone like get up get get past that get past that myself oh, you know like just get in there um believe yeah, in yourself yeah, yeah. And stuff like that bro. i think i think like the Auckland, the, the new zealand scene's small enough too that like we don't have to like do the crabs in a bucket thing of like exactly. you know you have to be on top of people it's like here yeah, the thing is like there's it's a big world yeah yeah you know it's like there's not that many people here mm. um, so so there is there is an element of like you know everyone can get a little bit of the pie you know that's and then, it, bro, then you, see, you see, see guys like um the bro biharu who's like tim timberland's like working oh, with yeah, yeah, that's and, shit. Oh, you know? and it's like <laughs> when you see things like that that's just a that's a plus oh, for 
everyone here, bro. Because yeah. it's like people are starting to look here for shit. Sick drums That's making it. stuff for Rihanna. Oh man, um, man, shouts to our bro because he's he's here in Palmy, my boy. Oh, is he's, he? He's raised here in Palmy. We um, yeah, like um, it's amazing, bro. He made that beat when he was in Sensen, and I um, can't wait to get him on um, Beat Fano because man, we go back the same way as Montel. We're on this producer groups with um the No Brothers and oh, buzzy, like, buzzy, yeah. bro, what a testimony, yeah, like. Like literally, he yeah, was making that beat. The, the, the Noble Brothers are from down yeah, your way too, right? We grew up in the intermediate, and um, that's Aiden how. Aiden Harris is. Yeah, Aiden down Harris. Well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 amazing how like, um, yeah, that group like you never know, bro. The sick drums ends up being the kid to just you know, like goes hard out, and um, uh, it's a testimony, bro. You know, like you said. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's funny, man. It's like there's no doubt there's gonna be some people that like were bros with him i guess and probably being a bit jealous but it's like they've they've got to look at it like dude he's winning like beat like prop him up and it's like at some point like you know if you if you're real genuine actually genuine, genuine about it he might come back at you and be like yo uh, yo bro i need this done yo you know it's like it's all about fucking looking to give it bro oh bro oh man i got gems on gems this podcast bro so um thank you so much but yeah any final words folks to cover or just sort of stay posted Nah, nah, just uh, follow me. Follow me <laughs> yeah, on the, uh, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on, oh, Facebook's like a ghost town these days, but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, IG's, yeah. IG's the one, bro. <laughs> yeah, get at bro. me on IG. They're telling me so I get to know. That's how I, but I think that's how we came on here tonight. Is I was like, it's the bro on Facebook. Oh, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm kidding, like, my my artist my artist page on um my artist page on Facebook's like. It's like ghost town. It's like crickets over there. It's like, uh, whatever. Uh, Facebook, bro. No, thank you, bro. Instagram, it is for me, my bro. But uh, without further ado, that's been Beat Fino Podcast. Um, yeah, make sure you continue tuning in, supporting us. Uh, yeah, like like the bro just said, it's about time we get that Instagram go. We don't even have a single post up on our Instagram, so we're going to get to work. Um, but we're going to be uh, getting all these up um, on YouTube for the audios. Uh, we've got our Patreon going strong as well. Thank you to all the supporters. He'll keep this thing running. Um, yeah, stay tuned for some awesome stuff happening. Without further ado, it's B Fano. Peace and love, Fano. Oh, what's good? What's good? As some of you may have seen uh, in the messages, as we've been putting out B Fano episodes, the end of 2020. Uh, that's right. We actually actually doing some promo cards. So if you would like some promo cards in your store, in your wallet, uh, just in your general um, supplies, flick us a buzz. Uh, we're going to be having them out by the uh, start of 2021. Um, just a nice little kind of business card style, except it's nice, simple. Just the logo itself with all the places people can tune in. That's all it needs to be because the episodes themselves are what we do this for. So, if that sounds like you, if you want some free promo cards, if you want to spread the word and help build the testimony, flick us a buzz and we'll get some sent out to you straight away. Peace and love, Fano.